0: Hot Texas Toes brought to you by Jerry Siner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Siner Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Question of the day Any irritation that the Jazz didn't get a shot at the real Nets? No Durant, no Irving, no Harden. Role players like Dinwiddie and Blake Griffin, they didn't play. So has that upset you? And Tony says, a win is a win. But it would have been nice to play against the best. I swear the NBA superstars and their, quote, injuries are so ridiculous. It's not very fair to fans when they bail on games because they don't want to play. But I'm glad we blew them out, as any first-place team should.
1: Well, Dinwiddie's got a a season-long injury here, so I don't know that he would have played. Durant has been out for a number of games, so I mean I have to think it's legitimate there. Uh, Harden back to back
0: played forty uh, minutes. Didn't you know the there was a decent chance? He
1: seems a little bit uh, nebulous. Uh, Irving, you're a family issue. You know he he had missed some games earlier in the season. You're going to have drama once you sign on to bring on Kyrie Irving. You're going to have some type of drama. There's going to be something. If not frequently, then occasionally or probably somewhere in between. He's a very talented player, obviously. We all know that. But you're going to have some drama with him. So there he end up being what it was. and From a competition standpoint, it sucked. And I would have liked to have seen both teams at full strength because I think right now, as I look at it with the Lakers being down – and, I, you know, I just don't trust Phoenix that much as far as the number one seed. They've had a, an excellent season to to not being in the playoffs for like 11 seasons and now being the top four. That's a huge jump for those guys, so good for them. But I don't trust them to be the number one seed. So the point being that the Jazz, I mean, obviously they don't have it locked up, but to me they're the heavy favorites to have the number one seed. So to further – Elaborate on the point. Even if they would have lost that game, I still would have thought their chances to be the number one seed were really good. And so, from the standing standpoint, it's an easy win, but I don't think if you lost it, it would have been a devastating loss. And so, I would have liked to have seen them go against the full strength Nets just to see where they're at.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's just the disappointing thing about this point in the season that you look and you know some games, you got them circled. The Nets game ought to be good. Those two Laker games ought to be good. And LeBron gets hurt. And then on closer inspection, you realize, uh, man, the Nets. You, you kind of see why the Nets played it the way they did. They're more likely to win in Portland than in Utah. Why wear Harden out here? He goes forty minutes so the eke out the win in Portland. He doesn't play the next night. It's not surprising. I got to wonder what the reaction is at ESPN. I mean, they they set that broadcast up. You know what? With all these guys out. What does it mean for Steve Nash? <laughs> and Van Gundy's like, well, likely it means he's going to lose. <laughs> like, right at the start of the game, there was no sugarcoating it. They brought Wojon to talk trades for a big chunk of the third quarter because they knew it wasn't going to be a game.
1: Yeah, so i those guys. ESPN's
0: yeah. paying a gazillion dollars, and they're getting that. You know, I can't uh, – I wish it didn't happen, but it seems like no matter what, it's going to happen. We have seen so many stars sit for so many games for years now, and I don't know what they're going to do about it. I mean, they can play fewer games, but they're playing 10 fewer games this year. They extended the season this a month. was
1: extreme, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, so it's not resting st- – stars. It's gutting the team. Yeah. There's a difference between resting stars and well the only your team. to me
0: the only thing they could have done was they could have played Harden. Everything else seems like that's the way it was going to be
1: well once are they announced Irving was not yeah. going on this trip, obviously. Yeah. And so that that was the situation being what it was. So even if Harden plays it's still not near the team that they're going to have in the postseason, or the team that they want to have in the postseason. Uh, you know, Jazz have rested guys, or have had reason to rested guys, or not not them but not play them. But the in the guts of the team has not been lost, and here they are with these guys with the Nets. I mean, the guts of the team was just yeah. absolutely gone. Led me to put that question on Twitter: Who sucks worse without their stars, the Lakers or the Nets?
0: The Lakers? Right, I guess it's an easier thing to say, the Lakers, because the Nets aren't going to have that many games without all their stars. Whereas I think we're going to see the Lakers really struggle here for a month while while LeBron's out.
1: Well, plus the Nets have more stars. Yeah. They've got one more star, as we would define stars. Three to two. Right. And so... Uh... The Lakers are so dependent on those two dudes. That's what makes me a little nervous today is I got to admit, from the Jazz perspective, I mean, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it personally, but from the Jazz perspective, uh, I I think the Lakers make moves. I would be surprised if we get, and it would probably be trickling. You got to give it a little time past 1 o'clock to allow them uh, to uh, announce the trades and make sure everything's kosher and all that stuff. Uh, to where I would be surprised if we got to 130 today. Although I, I can't say that because then you can buy guys out, and then that's not a trade deadline acquisition. You still uh, feel
0: like the Lakers are going to add a piece before the playoffs.
1: Oh, I think that's they're the bottom add line. Two. Yeah, I think they're, and, and and the Jazz could do it also. But I think the Lakers are definitely going to add at least one, if not two. And how much better will they be in the short term? Because everything the the Lakers do is for short-term improvement. Because when you've got a 36-year-old... The future is now. Yeah, you're not trying to develop anything here. LeBron (laughs) has no time to develop. Not that he's uh, an, an old man out the door because he still plays at a phenomenal level. But it is about winning immediately. So with that in mind you are looking for immediate improvement because it is about today. So to them, age doesn't matter. And so I can see them uh, trading whomever to get whomever without regard to, oh, well, four years later, this kid might be something and our guy might be out of the league. So what? What?
0: Well, I think everyone saw when they made the trade with Sacramento that they were setting something up. I mean, they were opening up a roster spot, so something's got to happen to fill it. I don't know if it'll be a trade deadline or a buyout, but I assume that roster spot was opened up for a specific reason. What trade
1: did they make with Sacramento?
0: Uh, they traded somebody off the end of the roster, didn't they? The Lakers? Clippers. Like I said, I expect the Clippers to make it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they traded it was their first-round draft pick from two years ago. Yes, it frees up a roster Spot. slot, and then yeah. allowed Sacramento to use a trade exception that they hadn't used yet. So it's all set up for them to make a move too.
1: Uh, the only there's one player that I could possibly not see the Lakers trading, and that's this Horton Tucker kid, who's a 20 year old kid that they they really like out of Iowa State, uh, Talon the Horton Tucker. Uh, he's got an NBA body for only 24 years of age. He's like 6'4", 230, and talking to, I got one guy that I know who's tight with the Lakers, and he tells me they really like this kid's possibility. You know, he's just a pup at 20 years of age. And uh, so they could possibly, they may, it, it would have to be something Really a good. More special for them to to try to get rid of him, to get to want to get rid of him because they really like you're not you're seeing flash him. You really got to watch the Lakers game to game to know about this youngster. And I'm not watching him, especially now. But from somebody I know there, telling me that they they really like his possibility. As I say, you look at him and you can just look at the kid and you know it's like Lou Dort. When he was playing in college, and is now with the Oklahoma City, you look at him. And go, wow! I mean, Scotty texted me that time when they played the the Aggies played ASU, and said, "This kid's going to be something." Because, you, and the first thing that jumps off the page at you is just his his physical uh, appearance. Like oh okay you know Gordon Gordon Hayward was a twig right we've documented that <laughs> and how, how much bigger he got well this kid here this Horton Tucker already has the size I mean he can get stronger everybody can but he's already compacted and yeah. he's got the NBA body so they really like him so they probably don't move him but I think that and I've heard uh about, I'm talking to my guy yesterday is like uh that yeah even Schroeder, uh, Harold guys they just acquired. If they can get better by trading them and moving them, they've got no qualms about doing it. (laughs) There's
0: no sentimentality at this point. Uh, Because LeBron is at the end of the line. But I guess the point with uh, Horton Tucker then would be that Gordon was a seven-year project because of his body, but Lou Dort came into the league and was able to contribute right away. And that's really all LeBron needs around him is guys who can contribute. And so if he could contribute even next season – well, LeBron's still going to be chasing a title next season.
1: Oh, yeah, That's not sure.
0: that long a timeline. No. That's not the, hey, you get Gordon Hayward, it's like, well, it's going to take a few years here to put the weight on his body and perfect the game. But if you can come in and D somebody up and you got the size to do it and maybe hit a few shots, well, that's all LeBron really needs.
1: Yes, the only thing that's derailing him next season, I would think, would be injury. And you do see it with older players, it takes a little longer to come back. But I don't think his skill level is going to drop off the cliff by any stretch next season, not based on what we see so far. Uh, so with that in mind, yeah, absolutely. So maybe they don't move this youngster, but they are open to move anybody else, outside of obviously Anthony Davis, uh, whoever it might be. So I am concerned that later today oh, and in the coming uh, days if with this buyout stuff, that they've had going on here, that that could make them better for the stretch, or for the postseason—not necessarily stretch run, but for the postseason. And with the two guys, they're going to be a tough out either way. If you just bring back those two with the roster intact, they're, they're going to be, be tough. good, right? Yeah.
0: Mark says uh, it does bug him that the Nets were not at full strength because the national media will be holding it against the Jazz for the next two months. Parenthesis. not Utah's fault, though.
1: Obviously, it's not their fault. I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think they could have got a buzz off of beating the real Nets. For sure, they could have gotten a buzz. And it would have been fun because the games come at you one after another, and it's hard to remember. Uh, like, I, I we're going to have Joe on. He always comes on on Thursdays if they're not playing. And I wanted to talk to him. I really appreciated what he said after the game the other night where, you know, what do we want here? Uh, what, what's the goal? You know, do we want to get out of the first round? Do we want to play for the title? Well, then we got to play better, and we've got to do it right now. And I had to think, the point I'm making is I had to think, which game did he say that? Which loss? Because there's been a few losses here lately, and it's hard to remember one game to the next, And so we would have been able to remember this game if the Nets were at full strength. Now, we're going to remember it, but the only reason we're going to remember it is for the (laughs) negative. It's that they were gutted, and they weren't close to their first full strength, and everybody knew it. And it was an absolute blowout to the point, as you say, ESPN's bringing on my old buddy, Adrian, who does have a potty mouth, I have to admit. And uh, (laughs) they were bringing him on to because the game was pointless. They had two screens, and they should have made Adrian the big screen and had the the Jazz in the corner in the lower screen <laughs> because it was such a wipeout that, yeah, I'm flicking around. Uh, not that there was anything else on I wanted to watch at the time, but I was looking for stuff. <laughs>
0: I did, too. <laughs> I came went to commercial break. I'm like, what is on?
1: Yeah. At uh, halftime, I was slow to come back, to be honest because it was obvious. I mean, we, we knew before the game. and it, But the good thing is that it was good to see the Jazz come out and approach it the way they should. This team sucks. Let's blow them off the floor. Let's run them off the court. And they did do that to the large extent. I mean, they had a little dink run, and Van Gundy was right. The Jazz lost concentration. This is the NBA. No sweat here. You're playing it in 72 games. It's a lot of games. And so... You're out the door. Maybe uh, you checked out mentally, and then you call a timeout, and you regroup, and then you you smoke them, right? And so there you go on that. Uh, But at least from that, from the Jazz perspective, they did spank them the way you're supposed to. And a couple of guys who've been shooting two things. Joe and Clarkson weren't hitting as much. So what? I don't care. And Bogdanovich did hit, which I do care about, because he's got to start to make some shots. And he came out yesterday and said, very pointed, this is the worst shooting slump of my career. I appreciate his honesty. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Acknowledge it, because we all know it's true, so don't try to say stuff that is just bogus. And he didn't. He acknowledged it. And then he made some shots. I don't care who they're against. A wide open three pointer is a wide a open good three team. pointer. Yeah, exactly. So let's. And you're paid to make those shots. That's why you're primarily in this league. That's primarily why they acquired you. And he did. What was he? Five of eight.
0: Five of eight from the floor. Four of six from the three point line. Yeah. And he was four of five at the free throw line. So he shot it well. Although yeah. after the game he complained. He says I can't start slow. I got to hit the first open shot I get. I got to hit it. I can't start at over two or over three.
1: Right, I appreciate that sentimentality. Try to play at a high I, level at all times. Great, I, I it's probably do too. to happen, but it's at the end I'm of saying. yeah,
0: at, at the end of the day, if you're five of eight and four of six, well,
1: wouldn't it be at the end of the game though. Yeah, should we, just, should we eliminate end of day and when the sports people are saying it shouldn't it be at the end of the game? Yeah, but it is what it is. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs)
0: Cliche. That was very much a 2008 cliche. And we will look back at 2021 at the end of the day. And in
1: 2025,
0: it'll be something else.
1: That's what we know as a compound cliche. Thank you. (laughs) Uh.
0: we got a few more people here. Uh, Tanner says he's not upset. He's just just rack up the wins any way possible. Secure the one seed. Survival of the fittest in the playoffs. Uh, the West does look like six or uh, seven good teams, assuming health. So if you can get one and get the eight seed, the seven and eight will have played more games and won't have the time off and presumably aren't as good. So Tanner just wants the top spot.
1: I think they're going to get the top spot. Uh, I wonder, though, if they'll do try to maneuver to make sure they're not in the Lakers' second-round bracket.
0: That will be interesting to see. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Bowlers coming up in 15 minutes. Joe Ingles in a little less than an hour, right here on 97.5 at 12.80, The Zone.